Hey guys, I'm your host Mark Lynch and you're listening to another episode of the Unbreakable Mind Podcast where we explore what makes for a truly unbreakable mind that will put you within reach of your biggest goals. So let's get after it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Unbreakable Mind Podcast. I'm your host and friend Mark Lynch and today... We are going to be talking about something that I feel a lot of people actually really, really struggle with, and that is the idea of overcoming yourself. I think that's life's biggest challenge. It's really just a massive contest of you versus yourself. Think about how much progress you could make if every time, for example, you got tired or you didn't feel like doing something or you wanted to kind of tap out and give up. Instead, buckled down, grinded a little bit, and completed whatever it was, the task at hand. What would that mean to you? What would that mean to your development? Because that's what it means to develop mental toughness, acting in this way. And developing your discipline to continue pushing towards a goal even when you no longer feel the motivation and inspiration. That's why so many people fail on things like New Year's resolutions, because they don't know what it means to be disciplined. They don't know what it means to push for a goal. And you know what? If that's something you want to learn how to do, you're in the right place. If you could develop these things within yourself, how could you lose, right? If you know how to push through hardship, overcome hurdles, overcome barriers, you're going to be one hell of a hard person to stop. And this is the biggest competition that any of us is ever going to face. If it's, It's not overcoming like getting a certain degree to go into a career. It's not getting a promotion from a job. It's us overcoming ourselves. It's us versus ourselves. So it's essential that you're adequately prepared to take on this challenge. But before I get into that, I just want to remind you a little bit about the fee here. And no, it's not money. I just want you, if you're getting value, if at some point you're talking about what you're listening to with your friends or your family, you just give this podcast a little bit of a shout out because I don't want to have to run ads. I want to grow through providing value to you guys and then providing value to who you think could also benefit from it. That's how I want this to grow. I don't want it to grow through ads I don't because you know what? We all think ads are annoying. It's true. I hate ads whenever I'm listening to something. I imagine you're the same way. So... If something comes up, pay that fee, and let's get into today's episode. And the first thing that I want to talk about today is what does it even mean to overcome yourself? Well, it could mean a variety of different things depending on what your goals are. But essentially, it's boiling down life's biggest contest to learning that you're your only true competition. You're in a contest with yourself. It's about focusing inward on your growth, progress, and goals rather than taking the time to compare yourself to other people or caring about what other people think. Basically, overcoming yourself is just a process of learning how to compete with yourself, how to set your own daily benchmarks, your own yearly goals rather than competing with other people and their progress. And that's not an easy thing to do because, you know what, society has trained us to focus on and compare ourselves to other people. It's how we determine how successful we are by looking at how much more successful we are than someone else. We define success relative to other people. That's what society has trained us to do, and it's a mindset that I want you to get out of because that's not how success should be defined. Life has literally conditioned us to focus on other people. In every aspect of our life, we are more focused on other people than on ourselves. We're more focused on competing with other people than with ourselves. 
And the more we do that, the more it's going to hurt our progress and take away from our success. And to kind of exemplify that, I want you to consider two mentalities. This other focused mentality that society's kind of pushed on us and a a self-focused competition mentality that I'm encouraging you to adopt in today's episode. So I've got a situation that I really want you to think about right here. If your motivation was simply to beat everybody else, to surpass everyone else around you, what happens when you become the best? How do you motivate yourself once you're at that point? If your sole purpose was to be better than other people, how do you push yourself when you are better than other people? How do you motivate yourself when there's no more competition? What's going to drive you to improve at this point? This is a thing that I commonly see people go through when they try to start a business, for example, and you're the underdog. It's a lot easier to stay motivated when you are that underdog because you've got that mindset to drive you. You've got a fire inside of you motivating you to surpass some of the people who are bigger in the industry. And you want to prove everyone wrong. Those are the things that motivate you at that point in time. You want to prove that you are better than the other people. You want to prove other people wrong. Your goal is essentially to crush the competition, and to do that, you're willing to work more hours, you're willing to push harder than other people, and you're going to end up eventually hitting your targets working like that. But eventually, you're going to get to that point where competition isn't as threatening anymore. You've established yourself, and you are successful, and you have surpassed a lot of people in your area. If you keep working at whatever it is your goal is, you will get to that point. When competition isn't a threat to you anymore, so you're going to have to find something else to motivate you to work, something else to motivate you to improve. You're going to have to find ways to encourage that growth that you haven't been able to rely on before. So the only way to continue proving once you kind of reach that point is to learn how to compete with yourself because you're no longer competing with other people. If you think of yourself as the competition and consistently pushing yourself to be a better version of yourself, Suddenly, every day becomes a challenge. You've got competition every day because you're competing with yesterday. You're competing with last month. You're competing with last year. And you'll have benchmarks based on how you performed previously that you can aim for at this time. Not only will this help you continue dominating in whatever area you are trying to excel in, but it's going to allow you to reach your own new personal levels as well, not just sustaining being better than everyone else, but actually growing regardless of what other people are doing. Because a common example I give to people is being a big fish in a little pond. Sure, you could take on a bunch of third graders in a basketball game and you'd probably beat them because you're probably a lot bigger. Does that make you amazing? No, it absolutely does not, right? All you've done is surpass the competition. That doesn't make you good. That doesn't really mean anything. It just means relatively you are better than the people that you're currently competing with. It doesn't mean you're growing. It doesn't mean you're spectacular. You can always grow. And if you really want to be extraordinary, these are the types of things that I want you thinking about. It is you versus you, not you versus someone else. That is what overcoming yourself is all about. And I think that learning to overcome yourself in this way is incredibly important. Everyone seems to think that successful people tend to have it easy. They think that they just have it made in the shade, that they don't really have to work for it anymore because they've earned it. But you know what? That's often not further, couldn't be further from the truth. They battle just like you and me. They battle like everybody else. These successful people, they battle. And there are days when they get tired just like you do. There are days they don't want to go to work just like you do. The only difference 
is that they've actually developed a strong sense of self-discipline. They've learned to identify that voice in their head that tells them they're tired, that they deserve a break, and they know how to ignore it. They know how to work past it and immediately pivot into productive action. Now, I'm not saying you need to work 24-7 in order to achieve a goal. That's not what I'm trying to say there. But you need to execute when the time comes to execute. It means you need to be effective when the time comes to be effective. It doesn't mean you're working all the time. I think people get that mixed up. Just because you're busy doesn't mean you're successful. In fact, it often means the opposite. If you're busy, you're not organized. That's how I typically see it. Or it means you're not effective enough when you need to be effective if you're always busy. So organize yourself. So even when the last thing they want to do is work, they understand that they choose to execute at this high level regardless of how they feel because this is the skill they've mastered. They know how to get themselves results. They've developed a habit that allows them to continually win. You have to realize that success is far less about how productive you are when you feel like it. Success is not about doing things when you feel like it. And the more (laughs) you understand that, the more you're going to begin to put yourself in a position where you execute when you don't feel like it, when you don't feel like doing it, when you're tired, when you feel like you're broken. These are the moments that matter. These are the moments that often make the difference. Hey everyone, I'm just hopping on in the middle of today's episode to remind you that if you haven't already, smash that subscribe button. I'm going to be dropping two episodes a week, yeah, two episodes per week around topics such as mental toughness and how to develop mindsets for success. And that is something that you're not going to want to miss moving forward. So get after it, hit that subscribe button. But now, let's get back to today's episode. Okay, now that we've kind of covered what it means to overcome yourself and why it's important, I want to talk about how we actually do it. Because there are many different ways that you could overcome yourself. And as I said, it kind of depends on what your goals are. But essentially, it's the process of figuring out where your hurdles might be, where your self-limiting beliefs are right now, and learning how to conquer them. And obviously, you can't cover every possible way you could possibly overcome yourself in this in this podcast. I don't have time to do that. And I guarantee you wouldn't want to listen to all of them. You want to listen to the ones that are relevant to you. And that's what I'm going to aim to do here. I'm going to come up with what I feel are some of the more common areas that I've worked with people on overcoming themselves, on overcoming some of these things that have allowed them to succeed moving forward and achieve the level of growth and success that they feel is next for them. And the first one that I want to cover here is overcoming your fears. Fear holds so many people back. It holds so many people back, whether it's fear of failure, fear of judgment, it doesn't really matter. It is one of the most crippling things I see in people right now. And you know what? They hold on to it. And I don't understand why, because these fears are often self-imposed things. For example, there's no reason to fear public speaking, but I guarantee 80% of you listening right now fear public speaking. Tons of people do. Even I am not fully comfortable with public speaking, but there's no reason that we should fear it. But we each have our own self-created reasons for why we hold on to this fear and why we, why we allow it to hold us back. But it is something you can overcome. Like any fear, you can overcome it. And the first thing that I try to encourage people to do in these types of situations when they're facing a fear, whatever it may be, is to slow things down. When they're taking on a fear, 
Sometimes it's hard to think clearly, and I'm sure we've all been in that situation where we're up against something we fear, whether it's jumping off the high dive, swimming with a shark, maybe. I wouldn't advise that one, even, even I'd be terrified of that. Or whether it's just public speaking. Often when we get in these situations where we're facing a fear, we tend to panic. So slow things down, take a breath, and then think about why it is you're letting this fear control you. Imagine what the worst possible outcome is. That might seem counterintuitive when you're about to go up to a fear and try to face it, but think about what the worst possible outcome is and then ask yourself, is that really that bad? And you know what, even if it is pretty bad, think about how likely is that outcome to occur? Because chances are it's not that bad and it's even more unlikely. This should help you regain some control over whatever it is you're fearing at this moment. And I want you to remember, nobody is perfect. A lot of pe- a lot of fears stem from people's attempts at perfectionism. And that's why a lot of people fear public speaking because they don't want to get up there. They don't want to forget what they wanted to say. They don't want to look like an idiot or say something wrong and then be judged by everyone who's watching them. They want to be seen as perfect. But it's the people who actually get over that fear of wanting to be perfect or being judged as imperfect by other people who go on to make the most progress towards achieving that perfection. And that's kind of an ironic thing to think about. So people who stop trying to be perfect actually make the most progress towards that. But in the end, you have a choice. And you can give your fears control and spend the rest of your life running from them, or you can take charge. And that's a decision only you can make. Okay, now I want to talk about the second way that I feel that we can calmly overcome ourselves. And that is by overcoming your doubt. If I had a quarter for every single time one of you expressed some type of doubt in yourself, you would all make me so incredibly rich. You'd never hear from me again. I'd be out in an island on a beach with my own house, just out there living it up, not a care in the world. That's how rich you would make me. And the wild thing is, just like fear, often these doubts that you have in yourself are self-imposed. And I know you do this because I used to do it too. I used to doubt my, like things like my athleticism, things like my intelligence, things like my work ethic. And even though these things were often viewed by other people as strengths, I saw them (laughs) or at the very least, I doubted them when other people saw them as strengths. That's how crazy we tend to be. That's how crazy critical we tend to be of ourselves. We tend to do this because we, I don't know why, but we have this tendency to be overcritical of ourselves. Either that or we've surrounded ourselves with critical people. It's one of the two. And because we're surrounded with all that critical judgment, either self-imposed or from other people who we've surrounded ourselves with, we, we lose some sense of that self-awareness. And as a result, we start to doubt ourselves. And that's where all of this doubt comes from a lot of times. And then we start making excuses for ourselves because we have all these doubts that are clouding our judgments. So if you're constantly judging yourself, this is certainly something that you need to begin thinking about because to overcome yourself, you definitely need to overcome your doubt. And because if you don't, that's going to hold you back. And sometimes all it takes to do that is gaining a slightly more accurate perception 
of your current situation, of what your strengths are, of what areas you need to improve in are. Just by gaining that self-awareness, you can recognize where you are right now and you kind of take power away from your doubts when you do that. Because I'm willing to be... I'm willing to bet that you're a heck of a lot more talented than you give yourself credit for. And it's time that you start realizing that. But you still have to put in the work to get there. Once you realize that you have the potential to be exceptional, to be amazing, to be successful, you can begin overcoming your doubt. You need to overcome yourself in this way and invest in your growth, and then your success will follow. But you need to take power away from these doubts that you impose on yourself. And the way you do that is through gaining self-awareness. You know what? If you recognize what your strengths are and truly understand them, you're going to stop doubting them. If you recognize what areas where, where you need to make improvements in your life, where those things are, where you could do better, again, you might have some doubts in those areas. But the more you recognize where they are, the more you will accept them and then the less you're going to actually doubt yourself in these areas as a result because you can be like, yeah, I might not be as good at skill A right now, but at least I'm trying, at least I'm working towards it, at least I'm investing in developing it further and you're going to stop doubting yourself because you've accepted that you don't expect yourself to be perfect at it right now. You've taken power away from doubt in that process through gaining that self-awareness. So do that. Do that, do that, do that, and overcome your doubt. Okay, now let's talk about the third common way I help people overcome themselves, and that is through overcoming self-hatred. This is where kind of your doubts, your self-judgments, all these things come together, your overly critically nature, all these things come together to kind of create a self-loathing nature. Some of you are probably thinking, what's the difference between self-doubt and self-hatred? So let's clarify. Self-doubt is more a situation where you're kind of just doubting your abilities, exactly what it sounds like. But you aren't necessarily holding any negativity to, or negative feelings towards yourself as a result of that, as a result of those doubts. You're just doubting your ability to succeed based on the skills you currently have. So it's more just you don't have faith in your ability at this point. Essentially, That doubt is a lack of self-confidence. That's what I'm trying to say. That doubt is a lack of self-confidence. But self-hatred, on the other hand, comes with a certain degree of self-imposed negativity. So you're harboring negative emotions directed at yourself in this situation for some flaw that you believe you have or some mistake that you believe you made. And this is a tough one to coach people through in a lot of situations because Often they are so committed to hating on themselves that it's hard to pull them out of those maladaptive habits and ways of thinking. But the solution is very similar to overcoming doubt. Again, here what you want to do is gain self-awareness because recognizing that you're often hating on yourself as a result of not meeting some ridiculously high self-imposed standard will help you overcome all of these negative feelings that you're holding towards yourself. So for example, I had someone, I was working with someone who was upset that they had not made a million dollars by the time, by the age of 30. And I was just like, what? And before anyone questions, yes, I got permission to talk about this before coming on today's episode. 
but yeah, I was just like, what? You're mad at yourself, literally hating on yourself because you didn't meet some ridiculously, ridiculously high standard that you self-impose on yourself that most people might never meet in their life regardless of how old they are. And after working through this for a while and kind of getting over this, they did eventually realize that that was a ridiculous standard to be holding themselves to. And you know what? They had made more progress than most people, but it was ridiculous to be upset with yourself and actually hating on yourself because you hadn't met that exceptionally high, ridiculously high goal. So what you want to do here is you want to look at what you have been able to accomplish. Even if you might not have reached whatever your goal was, look at the progress that you did make. Look at what you built for yourself. Look at the foundation that you've established. Look at how far your efforts have taken you and be proud of those steps that you've taken to this point. Don't hate on yourself for not meeting some ridiculously high goal that you've set on yourself. Or don't hate on yourself for some mistake you made five years ago. The only disappointment you should have with yourself is when you didn't even try because that is what I see as being the true failure. So just to sum that up there, overcome your self-hatred by gaining that self-awareness and working through trying to get an accurate perception of the situation and moving forward from that without that negativity. Don't carry that with you. Don't burden yourself like that. You do not need it. Okay, and now I want to talk about the fourth and final common way that we can overcome ourselves, and that is by overcoming comparing yourself to other people. So this is something I think probably 99.9% of us are guilty of, myself included. And this is definitely the most important of the four, at least the most common of the four that I've seen in people. Overcoming yourself by overcoming your tendency to compare yourself to other people. As we already talked about, society's kind of trained us and ingrained in us the importance of comparing ourselves to other people to determine how successful we are. That is a maladaptive way of thinking. That is not an effective way of gauging your progress or your success. And if you're sitting there trying to tell me that you've never compared yourself to someone else, I'm probably going to straight up call you a liar because we've all done this at some point or another. Because social media... Just just looking at social media, it has trained us to and it made it nearly impossible to not compare ourselves to other people, whether we're looking at people who are in better shape than us, who are prettier than us, who are smarter than us, who are richer than us. Society has trained us to idolize these people and compare ourselves, engage ourselves and our worth in comparison to what they've achieved, to what they've accomplished in comparison to what they have. But that type of comparison mindset, it's going to hold you back. Because as a result of it, you are going to fall into one of two traps. One, you're either going to think, wow, this person is so far ahead of me. They've already accomplished so much in this space. There is nothing I could ever do to match what they've done. Why should I even bother? They're they're so attractive. I'm never going to be able to be as beautiful as them. Why should I even bother? You're going to fall into that first trap or you're going to fall into this second one. This is kind of like the opposite. And here you're going to see that you're actually having a lot more success than other people. And as you begin comparing yourself to others, you're going to slowly become complacent because you think, oh, wow, I'm so far ahead. I can take that break. And you know what happens when you get to this point where you get complacent? People catch up to you and they pass you. And before you 
you even know what's happened, you're behind again and you don't know how to work anymore because you got into the habit of being complacent. So the comparison game is the first thing you really need to do away with. Whatever trap you fall into, it's going to hurt you. It, it's really the first step to overcoming yourself, just getting over the fact that you want to compare yourself to other people to gauge your success, to gauge your progress. You're going to feel a hell of a lot better about yourself and your life when you stop comparing it to others. Because you know what? It's hard to focus on improving yourself and overcoming yourself if you're constantly focusing on competing with and overcoming other people. And it doesn't even make sense to really do this because everyone's got their own path. Everyone's got their own goals. And everyone's story is different. So there's really no point to comparing yours to theirs because that's only going to hold you back and distract you from writing your own. There you have it. There are four ways that you can begin trying to overcome yourself moving forward right now. And just to be clear, these are just some of the common ones that I've seen. Once you've mastered these, you've finally begun to understand the biggest contest that life's ever going to toss your way. And that is the contest that's you versus yourself. Because that's truly what overcoming yourself is all about. It's about learning how to compete with yourself, how to push yourself to new heights and accomplishments, regardless of what other people are doing regardless of other people's success. This is what separates successful people from everybody else. They've learned how to master this type of contest with themselves. They're not competing with other people. Do you think The Rock is competing with Kevin Hart? No, he's competing with himself. They've got different stories. They've got different goals. They know what it takes to overcome themselves and push towards their own personal goals and dreams. They're building their own lives, not comparing their lives to someone else's. And you know what? It's not an easy thing to do. Absolutely not. And it can take a long time to get really good at kind of winning this contest. And you will need to have patience with yourself through this process. But it's definitely worth it. Because at the end of this road, there is potential. And potential takes you just a step closer to some of your biggest dreams. So it is worth it. And the beauty of this is that you can begin developing these skills regardless of how much free time you have and how much money you have. You can get started right now, in this moment, right here, as you're listening to me, and you can start for zero dollars. It's all about developing a mentality where you're competing with yourself to be the next best version of yourself. If you can do this, before you know it, you'll be overcoming yourself on a regular basis, and your success is gonna be right around the corner. So what do I want you to walk away with from this episode? Because now we are getting to the tail end. We are wrapping up here. What do I want you to remember? Well, if I was going to pick one thing, I want you to remember that life's biggest contest is just a massive game of you versus yourself. That's what I want you to always keep in the back of your mind. There is no referee. There are, there, there's no rules. It's just you versus yourself. And in order to win this contest, you need to start learning how to overcome yourself. And to do that by overcoming your fears, your doubts, your self-hatred, and getting out of the habit of comparing yourself to other people. These four mindset changes will form the pillars for an incredibly productive and successful mindset moving forward. And it's going to facilitate your growth and development. No, it won't be easy. But if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. And you the point here is that anybody could be doing this. Even if it's not easy, anybody could be doing this. At the end of the day, the only person who can call it quits is you. And likewise, the only person who can put in the work is you. You've got to earn it. It's you versus you. Good luck 
and stay excellent.